I'm Tommy Prasad, and you're listening to Our Identity, a podcast made to feature the BIPOC perspective. On today's episode of Our Identity, we will be exploring the experience of BIPOC students at Horace Greeley High School, a prominently white school. What are their stories? How has their identity been tested? And why should we be listening? Growing up in a community where not many people look like you or can relate to your identity comes with many unspoken struggles, specifically experiencing microaggressions in the classroom environment or fighting the urge to assimilate in order to blend in. You may be wondering what those terms mean and why do they matter. In this podcast, I meet with several BIPOC students, also known as Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, including one of the co-presidents of BSU, Naila Elliott. Here she is explaining what microaggressions are. Microaggressions are kind of the small comments, um, actions made by people on a daily basis that kind of have to do with their assumptions of others based on their race. And it's deeply rooted in systemic racism, but it's like the people don't necessarily understand that what they're saying might be racist and it could be perceived that way by the other person, and that's not their intention. Naila mentions that microaggressions are often unintentional. But to what extent can unintentionally racist comments be excused if they're still impacting others? When asked about microaggressions at school, every student I spoke with immediately had several stories to share. Because I've interacted with teachers before in a classroom, and then they would ask, an Asian student about China when the Asian student was born and raised in America and will have no extra color in our grade is my cousin or my sister or my brother. This kind of insinuates that white people think that all brown people are related and none of the white students get asked if the other white students are their cousin. To get to where I am today and you have peer editing and stuff and you get kind of racist comments where I'm talking about some kind of foods I ate and how maybe I ate pasta for one night and how I had some kind of paneer the other night. And they'd be like, oh, is that some kind of curry? And it's uh, it's not intended to be racist, but it's uh, it's more ignorance in a way. So it actually happens a lot more than you think it really. So, yeah. That was Christian Bogath, a senior. And he's right. Microaggressions happen more often at Greeley than one would think. But why don't we hear about it? At a certain point in life, people of color grow tired of confronting racism and are taught to just brush it off. One student shares how after years of calling out racism and seeing no progress, she's learned to disregard it. For instance, in school, I've also heard my friends use the N-word and I've said something to them and I've tried to get them to stop and they'd be like, freedom of speech, you can't tell me what to say. And after that, I kind of drop it. So I think that my experiences in this school have included a lot of racist actions, but my experience in the school has also somewhat taught me to ignore them. That was Nissa Bhattacharya. She's a South Asian student at Greeley who has lived in Chappaqua her whole life. And although she has become accustomed to microaggressions, 
being raised in a white community has had its effects on her identity. The way that I was raised was definitely different from most white people, not even just in Chappaqua, but in general. And I think that because of it, I kind of tried to suppress the like cultural side of me in order to fit in and make myself more quote unquote white. And I think that definitely harmed my grasp of my own culture because I was too busy trying to figure out who I was around white people as opposed to who I was when I was just being myself. A natural part of growing up is developing insecurities. In the school environment, the common method to overcome this is blending in. For BIPOC students, blending in translates to assimilation, or essentially attempting to become quote-unquote more white, in the words of Nyssa. Assimilation comes in many forms, trying to fit in to the white beauty standard or suppressing your ethnicity and culture to seem less different are just two examples. But no matter what, it almost always means changing yourself. This is where BIPOC students are challenged to form their identity. When I spoke to Naila, she explained how lucky she was to have access to a Black community through the church she attends in the Bronx. But this brings in the challenge of having to switch. It makes identity more multifaceted. And so my identity is composed of so many different parts because of it. And so me around my white friends, around people at school is completely different than, you know, how I might deal with family or like people at church and all that. And it's like you spend so much time in either an all white setting or an all black setting. And you realize like these people might be low key racist. <laughs> and they're like, can I touch your hair? Oh, my gosh, I really love your hair. Can I touch your hair? Why do you want to pet me? <laughs> but like it's those kind of small things that you just get used to when you live in a predominantly white area and then the switches when you go somewhere that's predominantly black or predominantly whatever race you are. Switching identities comes naturally to many BIPOC students, but this coping mechanism has its effects. One of them being students feeling like their white identities will make them more successful since their white peers are treated as more of a priority. Number one thing is I think that many people of color might feel like they're being ignored or silenced and white voices being prioritized. This is Anvidada, a BSU member. The other three students I interviewed agreed. Something they noticed that was at Greeley, the curriculum is primarily taught through a white lens. And often cultural groups, especially black people, are illustrated as inferior. We are not taught about BIPOC heroes or victories unless it's tied to oppression, which paints a picture for students that BIPOC achievements are not as important as white achievements. So what is the takeaway from this? Overall, BIPOC students don't feel supported or heard at Greeley, and as a result, not only are their identities being threatened, but their educational experience is being impacted. For students of color to feel like they can be themselves in the classroom, a few things need to change. I think that a lot of learning needs to happen. And I feel like teachers, adults in general, I mean, we all need to let go of our, you know, what we think we need to be doing and what has happened in the past. And you can't be like, well, this is the way we've always done it because the way we've always done it is not the right way. And BIPOC, 
students are missing that part of our curriculum. And it's completely necessary for everyone to learn those things. So I think teachers need to do a lot of educating themselves and making sure, you know, that everybody needs to be on the same page when we're uplifting each and every one of our students, not just the white students, and showing them heroes that look like them. This was a shared belief between the four students. They all agreed that the first step towards improving the racial environment at Greeley was for faculty to receive sensitivity training and to be educated on these important issues. The next step, according to Nisabhadacharya, is to be not afraid to talk about it publicly. I think that's one of the biggest issues that America has gone through, that everyone just seems to not want to talk about the big issues that could be sensitive, but I think the only way to improve on the problem is to talk about it. It's time that Greeley faces racism head on and takes action to create a more welcoming environment for its BIPOC students. Before educators start teaching others, they need to do some learning themselves and ask what they can do to help to achieve this goal. As for students, actively listening is more powerful than you think. Listen to what your BIPOC peers are saying and give them a chance to be heard.